0: Is Alex Castellani, founder of Akira. Welcome, Alex.
1: Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Super excited to have Alex uh, here because we're finally getting what the industry needs. <laughs> yeah. For those that are not familiar with Akira, which is on uh, Kickstarter. Correct. With a very uh, modest goal, I think. I think it deserves a lot more money than you, what you're asking for. I think you're being <laughs> oh <my> very <laughs> humble and very. Um, Uh, Very nice to to get this started with only so much. But uh, tell us more from your perspective about the project, and then we'll switch back to your background. But I want to get the Akira stuff out there within the first few minutes.
0: Absolutely. So Akira is the Linux design tool, as I like to call it. And it's basically a UX design application targeted for designers to build just images, is not to create working code or working prototypes or like uh, actual uh, speeding out toolkits or UI toolkits or stuff like that. It's just a regular application that you can compare to the proprietary alternatives like Sketch or Adobe XD or Affinity Designer or Figma or all these other, like there are, I don't know, like 30 different applications that the industry right now in design is using. And a lot of users a lot of designers that are on MacOS and Windows they well know these applications why they're good why people are using sketch instead of Photoshop why affinity designer is better than illustrator but it's it's hard to explain it on Linux when on a Linux you go to a Linux user and you say hey instead of using... Inkscape or GIMP, why don't we have a UX design tool just for UX design specifically? The first answer is like, why? I can do everything with GIMP and Inkscape. And my answer is like, no, you can't. You definitely can do, you have you can have the same result, but it's not about the result. It's about the workflow, it's about your productivity, it's about how much time you spend to go from point A to point B. With Inkscape, you can do it. With GIMP, you can do it. But with Akira, what we want to do, we, we you can do it, but you can do it faster, you can do it better, and you can be competitive against Sketch, Affinity Designer, Adobe XD, blah, blah,
1: blah. So a lot of the good open source alternatives that you mentioned there have perhaps a long history, and I certainly noticed with Inkscape, uh, I think the last time you were in the office here with us, mm-hmm. you showed, I mean, I showed you kind of how gradients take a long time to render on the screen, right? So there's a lot of the previous code base that may be not something that's easily easily replaceable to make Inkscape have the capabilities of what Akira is going to offer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's um it's one of the main point and the main questions that I, I got since I opened I launched the Kickstarter for, to to fund Akira is why you didn't contribute to Inkscape? Why you didn't a fork GIMP and started writing plugins or stuff like that and the answer is really simple because those are applications that have been around for 20 years or something the code base it's so massive it's really verbose it's hard to contribute to and it's the basic approach of the user interface of those applications that in order to offer a properly working alternative that is competitive compared to Sketch and Affinity Designer, I need to completely change the interface. And I can definitely do it. I can spend a year learning the source code of Inkscape and writing a patch and submitting, but it will be rejected 100% because I will drastically change how the software behaves how the interface is done, how the buttons are aligned. And it's not just because I think it's prettier the way that I'm doing it. It's efficiency and user experience. That's that's the, the main goal.
1: Right. So there is uh, definitely this idea that people that are UX, UI focused have a certain expectations of uh, what their workflow is. Yes. And so... Uh, obviously, I also was skeptical the minute that I saw it, mm-hmm. but, you know, five minutes reading into the project's goals, I immediately saw what this is, and it is something that really is needed, uh, because while, well, yeah, maybe you could get away with some sort of plug-in that might show a different toolbox onto Inkscape, uh, getting something that works quite fluidly would be uh, quite a challenge, mm-hmm. so... There is uh, thinking about the proprietary world. There are tons of proprietary products that somehow coexist. And yet people are making a big deal out of introducing one more open source one. Yeah. (laughs) What's the problem here?
0: (laughs) I don't know. It's really interesting. It's I feel like there are two main problems. The first one we don't have, unfortunately, and I'm sorry if I'm going to say this, but we don't have professional designers working on Linux. And I don't mean the fact that designers that work on Linux are not good, absolutely. And that's not what I'm saying is that if you work on a digital agency, if you work at Coca-Cola or um, I don't know, Honda or whatever, like a big agency that has a design team, none of them is using Linux. Everyone is using macOS or Windows if they're crazy, but mostly macOS using Sketch or Figma. Those are the leading industry applications and So releasing, that's the first problem, releasing an app that say, okay, we wanna do exactly the same thing, but on Linux, the question of the average user that is not a professional designer is like, no, I don't need this application because I can do everything with Inkscape and Gimp. And the other problem is that I think as Linux developers and Linux users, we are used to a higher standard in some way. Like if you create a Linux application, has to run on windows and mac os if you write a linux application has to run on all the 300 different linux distributions if you write a linux application has to respect the gtk toolkit but also the qt toolkit but also have menus but also have header bars but like all this has to run on the modern hardware and the old hardware we have these demands and we have these expectations from linux applications that they don't exist in the the Windows ecosystem. Like, for how many years we asked Adobe to create an alternative, like, to package their Adobe suite for
1: Linux. Yeah, at least one distro, right? Like Ubuntu. Like, let's just take care of one, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, not even the the entire Adobe suite. Just Mm -hmm. Photoshop or just Illustrator, just one application. And they always ignored us as Linux users. But... From the other side, we want to put ourselves on a harder path Mm -hmm. because if I say I want to build just this application just for Linux, I immediately get flagged as, oh, it's it's weird because you want to be closed and you don't want to release it for Windows or Mac OS. Why? Mm -hmm. Because, yes,
1: (laughs) that's what we need. Well, the open source world is uh, really expanding and, and swallowing up entire industries. We certainly see a lot of uh, industries getting uh, interrupted by open source. Certainly on the technical side, we mm-hmm. definitely see that, but we also have some more artistic endeavors such as Blender making huge inroads into, you know, there's a Netflix show that's entirely the Netflix Kids series, I forget what it's called, but it's entirely done in Blender. And that's an open source uh, tool mm-hmm. that is basically displacing some of the tooling that you have out of uh, the Autodesk company and all the companies it's acquired over the time to kind of put a uh, it closed down that entire uh, vertical. And also, you have the Linux Foundation now funding a lot of that uh, movie industry uh, open source project. So we're seeing some of these patterns and. I think you're well ahead of the curve, but not too far ahead to actually pursue and and lead this into a similar set of realizations that a lot of what we do as designers are commoditized features, and there is a point of diminishing returns for adding any more crazy extra features. We're already good with what we have, so why not have an open source alternative, right? True,
0: 100%. Totally agree. And I, I, I love Blender. I personally use Blender. And that um, Netflix show is called Next Gen, which mm. is really great. <laughs> great. It, it's a kid's show, but I love it because I'm a kid. It's mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> and, um, and Blender, it's, it's an amazing example of something that started really small. And Tom Rosendahl, the creator of Blender, decided 25 years ago or something, I'm going to put this open source because I don't want anyone to buy it and repackage it and sell it. And over the years, it evolved and it's written in Python and they did a massive overall UI refactoring. And only now, after 20 plus years, a lot of industry leading studios in Hollywood are using Blender to create this. Up until I remember, because I used Blender for my um, graduation in school in computer science, I had to do... Uh, I did, like, digital digital and virtual design, so I had to realize I had to create a short animation in Blender. And it was almost 10 years ago. It was looked, it was seen, Blender has a joke alternative to 3D Studio Max or Maya or XSI Soft Image that then was acquired by Autodesk and shut down, Mm -hmm. coincidentally. And so Blender is a great example of... uh, Open source application that supports multiple operating systems, but it took them 20 years to get considered a good alternative and competitive. I don't want to do that with Akira. I don't want to start with, okay, I'm going to divide my time and the time of my developers into packaging for Linux and for Windows and for Mac and I cannot fix a bug specifically for Linux because I have to release it also for Windows and Mac OS, or I cannot release a new version because I have to uh, fix the issue in creating a DMG or an an executable file for Windows. We don't have the resources, and honestly, we don't want to waste time in offering an alternative to a platform that has already 25 different alternatives. Right. We don't care, like, how many Linux distributions are there? Hundreds, probably thousands of Linux distribution, yeah. how many design applications for Linux are up there? Probably five right like why we want why we accept we're more willing to accept another Linux distribution than another design application that's my question <laughs>
1: yeah uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, a lot of history as to why that is i'm sure uh, as uh, op- operating systems were a lot more um, relevant. I think a lot of uh, this brings me to my next question is uh, in terms of your approach to developing it, uh, why not Electron, right? This is kind of those, one of those <laughs> things that says, hey, you can be cross-platform and then Linux will have everything that you need. to Just make it use Electron and then and, and everything will be fine. So uh, we talked about this last time you were here and maybe... And share with the listeners the the reason why this is not an Electron project. And
0: will never be. Uh, Because it's terrible and it's going to destroy your hardware. (laughs) We have Electron alternatives. We have Gravit Designer that was recently bought by Coral. And we have Figma, which is the leading industry standard for designers, which is not available as a native application. It's just an Electron app. The problem is that if you... If you want to create uh, a simple image or a simple banner or a simple logo, you can absolutely do it with an Electron app. It's It's not a problem at all. I actually use Gravit Designer when I want to create a simple web design interface. If you start going a little bit further and you have to be professional. You, you're you a freelance designer and you have a client that demands 20 different iterations of a website or the logo is never satisfied about the logo. So you have 50 different logo variations. Your Electron app will not be able to handle that. It's going to destroy your computer. It's going to crank up the CPU at 100 percent, your RAM. You can run only that design Electron app and probably Spotify, that's it, if you open
1: Slack, it's gonna oh, yeah. crash. <laughs> yeah. Slack is just on its own really gonna crash you. Yeah, anyway. exactly. <laughs>
0: you like we shouldn't ask to users to buy a laptop or a computer with thirty two gigs of RAM just to run three applications. Yeah. Mm, there's only a small percentage of the world that can afford that and can it's able to buy a new computer once a year that's when right. the new technology comes out the rest of the world is running on hardware like it's 10 20 years old and why those people shouldn't have access to the same tools and the same possibilities that more uh, rich people have like that's that's a matter of wealth that's it's right mostly
1: yeah. yeah most people don't realize just how far reaching uh, the effects of open source uh, efforts are and yeah. uh Certainly getting into, getting involved into open source in my uh, career and life, I realized just how important it is, and I specifically go out of my way to do everything on open source platforms, especially the platforms, because that really does answer that uh, basic question of what can someone of less privilege run. And if I choose to take something slightly more shiny, I'm causing a lot of problems for people that don't have the choice like I do
0: that's true, yeah, absolutely and I, it's a it comes from a personal point of view like i'm I'm Italian, I'm from Italy, and a lot of people think about Italy as this beautiful always sunny country where everyone is relaxed and they drink wine all the time and we're all chill, but it's not it's a it's a it's a country that it's has been in an economical regression for the past twenty years. Uh, I come from Rome, which is a massive city compared to a- any other part of Italy, and it's a city that doesn't work. It's really hard to to find a job, but something that pays you well. So, personally, as a developer and designer, having the ability to buy a computer that fit that fits my needs and it's, it's capable of allowing me to do my work and be productive and get paid was really hard because the prices were high. I couldn't afford a MacBook. I couldn't afford even like uh, a modern ult- Ultrabook, how they used to call them. And I was forced to run on five years old hardware because it was the only thing that I was able to, uh, to buy, to afford. And so at that point, I'm like, why can I, cannot run an application, a modern application that a designer it's, it's using, and he's going to get the job because I can't, but if I don't get the job, I cannot have the money to buy the hardware that will allow me to get the job. Yeah, like yeah. it. Chicken and egg, right? It's always horrible, like horrible catch. 22. stupid loop. Yeah.
1: Uh, I can understand sometimes that plays out with experience, but when economic situations get into that loop, it's, uh, it's, it's very disheartening, and mm-hmm. it's horrible to see how divisive uh, it can be in society and form classes where they don't need to be formed. So, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, maybe we can rewind back as to your whole history with oh, yeah. the source <laughs> and maybe some of the motivations that you're touching on with uh, what we're unlocking here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So feel free to interrupt me whenever you want, because I start talking and never stop. Uh, So I, yes, I'm Italian. (laughs) I uh, have been doing design and development at the same time for more than 13 years now. Uh, I started drawing comics and painting when I was five or six. And then when I was 17, I realized that being a a painter in Italy would be like, equal to being broke, Uh, (laughs) never finding a job. So I got really into computers because I wanted to, I was really good at designing interfaces and stuff like that. I wanted to actually create websites with my own design. And I started doing that at the same time while I was, because I was broke when I was young, uh, I started working part-time overnight at like small studios and agencies while I was studying. So basically I started working when I was eighteen and I never stopped. I jumped on many different industries. I did sound engineering, video editing and three D animation and web design, web development. I did like I was a comic book artist for probably six months <laughs> and so i i tried to do as many things as possible first because i was excited about all the things and second because i wanted to find my true nature and i wanted to explore what i was capable of doing and with all those years of experience i was always stumbling in front of the hardware technical limitations of doing these things it's it's over the uh the 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 approach of doing everything on paper even if you're a comic artist you need a graphic tablet that costs a thousand dollars and the perfect hardware the perfect software to draw your comics it's probably just on macOS. <laughs> it doesn't like Creda. it's perfect Creda. it's solving the problem on linux for digital artists that's amazing that's becoming kind of like the industry standard for Uh, Open source comic book artists. I love it. And I want to do the same with Akira. So the the idea behind Akira was um, When I started to make enough money to afford a MacBook, I bought a MacBook 10 years ago and it lasted for seven years and I was like so happy it was uh, Affordable it wasn't too expensive and I was able to run all the application and for seven years not a single problem. Then the new version came out, I bought it, and after three years I started having issues with the hardware, and the new operating system, the new applications were running as smooth as, as the first day, and then the new MacBook came out. And after two months you started getting all the reports of the keyboard doesn't work, and the the, the chassis is bended, and the, the screen doesn't work, and the software is buggy, and all this kind of thing. So, And year after year, that hardware became more and more expensive. So I was tired of basically being forced to buy a new laptop every year just to do my work, to do the things that I do every day. And I started transitioning two years ago into Linux. So I built my custom PC and started first doing like small gaming on Steam just to test the water. And then I started doing development. As a programmer, Linux is a way superior platform compared to macOS and Windows. But working with others, I'm not a freelancer, I work in an agency, working with others, I cannot say to the rest of my coworkers, hey, stop using macOS, let's switch on Linux. My designers were like, shut up, like, what, what you want? Yeah. Okay, where's Sketch on Linux? Oh, it doesn't exist. Um, so I started having this weird idea. Why cannot Inkscape do the same things that uh, Sketch does or Adobe XD does? Uh, why GIMP has this so old interface that every time I have to do something, I have to spend 20 minutes in the menu, sub-menu and after sub-menu to find the action that I need. Um, I try to learn the code base of those softwares, I try to create plugins for the software, it was almost impossible. And then I stumbled upon Elementor US, <laughs> which mm-hmm. you can say whatever you want about Elementor US. You can say that there are strict rules about what users can and cannot do with the interface are kind of dumb and the human uh, interaction, like the human um, interface guidelines are super strict and it's going against the open source type of um, approach that everyone has. But the thing that Elementary US did and no one was able to do it before was bridging the gap between someone with an idea of creating an app and actually releasing the app. I try to, okay, I'm gonna create this app. I'm gonna try first Qt, okay, go to the Qt website, read the documentation, do a small app. Okay, how do I publish it? Uh, as a snap, go to a snap and try to learn. It doesn't work, okay, let's try a flat pack. Uh, no, it's still not there, the technology. Okay, how do I create a PPA? Go to another site. How do I create a dev package? Go to another site. It's all disconnected and it's really hard and when you uh, succeed on a platform, then some dependencies are not available on another distribution and all these stupid things. With elementary OS, they said literally, just open a GitHub repository follow these five lines of code, create a package, and ship it, it's done. So that was an amazing bridge for me to release my first Linux application. And I started looking at my Linux computer and looking at my Mac computer, and I was like, okay, what am I missing in order to actually use Linux full-time? First, it was an SQL client, and I built SQLer. Second was an FTP client better than FileZilla. FileZilla is pretty horrible, so I built Taxi. And now it's a UX design application, and I decided to build a cure.
1: Done. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's, that's so so many interesting points that you bring up. I certainly was using uh, elementary in the early days, early year days of elementary as a full-time, uh, day-to-day uh, machine for development. Uh, probably... Oh wow, might be four years ago almost. Which oh, wow. was, uh, yeah, so Luna. It was, yeah, and uh, I was actually using it through Crouton uh, because it was a, a Chromebook that I had, the Pixel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't uh, wipe the entire system off, so I was using it through Crouton, and even then, it was still uh, workable to to do everything for for development, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. So I really, my, I, I'm always supportive of Elementary because they are answering so many of these questions that other distributions aren't yeah. um, and it's, it's really important and um, I think the end game anyway will be that um, anything that comes out of elementary will be adopted into other distributions anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, so many of these things that we're doing end up being commoditized and uh, we can start to uh, share the code. My objective obviously is to have uh, that level of abstraction be something that makes Components more interchangeable between different platforms and things. So I'm very happy to see people do uh, all of that effort themselves as well, and they see they see that what the future is for for open source platforms and open source projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so back into the project itself in terms of funding. Um, you are going to be getting a different sort of funding yourself. That's also open source related. That's that's the next part. we covered the past of your career. Let's let's cover the future of your career. What what exciting news do you want to share with everyone? (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's pretty unbelievable that it's happening. But um, I'm going to be starting as um, lead UX architect for Mozilla Thunderbird, the email client. And yeah, it's, it's absurd. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it. It's mind blowing. It's and exciting
1: for me too, because I use it every day. Awesome. So, so, this <laughs> is, this is, finally, I'm gonna be Maybe, much happier with if it. If the next version yeah. is garbage, it's my fault. I you don't know. Think it's be. <laughs> you know who to blame. <laughs> no, yeah. I've seen your work. I don't think it's gonna be garbage. Awesome. Great.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really exciting and it happens and it's, it's interesting how it happened, these new, new chapter in my life, because it was mostly all due to the open source applications that I released and a lot of people they tell me like why it's open source, why it's not closed source why you're not charging money for the applications that you're releasing and my answer is that because you're going to make money, you're not going to have a profit from day zero immediately if you were uh, releasing the application not for free and putting a subscription model, this kind of stuff but it's going to pay back on the long run and that happened to me after two years of Alone at night after work during weekend coding my stupid Linux applications. Thunderbird, the Thunderbird project, saw them and it was impressed by my work and they asked me to work for them and it's it's incredible. It's something that yay open source. <laughs>
1: yeah. So that's really really exciting uh, for people that are trying to see where they themselves can start and whether it's worthwhile for them to pursue things that are. Open and have these uh, really good social responsible, socially responsible uh, goals and uh, ways of working. (laughs) So, um, in terms of the uh, amount of uh, synergy and parallel effort that you can afford to Krita, sorry to uh, uh, Akira now, compared (laughs) with the the fact that you're going to be working for a company that respects open source, do you see that change in your Everyday your everyday work as being something that can help quite a bit in the Akira project, having being involved in both of these uh, endeavors—one that's obviously established, well established, Mm -hmm. uh, and one that's brand new—and how how do you picture that going forward?
0: Yeah, that's really hard to picture. It's an abstract painting right now, but I'm trying to define the edges. Um, But it's definitely going to be an amazing learning experience, especially. The entire Mozilla ecosystem, it's completely open source, a foundation, it's an open source foundation. So learning how they manage things, how they did it, how they do it day to day, how they're successful and all this kind of stuff, it's going to be incredible to learn. And especially for me, because I I started using Linux professionally for myself a couple of years ago. Before that, it was just playing or like booting, like dual booting and testing Ubuntu for five minutes and then going back on Windows or Mac OS. And for the past 10 years, I only worked professionally just on Mac OS. So being kind of, quote unquote, forced and pulled away from a proprietary word and just now you work for Thunderbird and... You only need open source software and open source hardware if you can get it. It's fine like we're not expecting from you to use sketch or to use Apple Mail or iTunes or whatever like whatever other
1: closed source
0: software it's it's great it's
1: phenomenal it sounds like it's uh the boost that's really going to help uh popularize Akira knowing that the person responsible for its success mm-hmm. has the motivation given from a really large established organization, because I can't imagine why Mozilla wouldn't, uh, you know, try and adopt Akira for their day to day. And, uh, (laughs) I, I could see a lot of, um, efficiencies of scale for them to actually have something that is true to the way they work, uh, in other tools Mm. and, more and more open source things being used internally obviously will be a very good thing for them so that their entire ecosystem benefits
0: yeah so. absolutely it's um it's something that i'm 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 seeing a lot of positive feedback from a lot of people working at, at these big open source corporations if you want to call them like Mozilla like we they didn't specifically say anything so i'm not I'm, I, I don't want to uh, give false, false expectations or false hopes, but uh, a lot of high-end figures in from Canonical, that were interested in Mozilla. A lot of high-end figures from GNOME, they were uh, sorry, they were interested in Akira. A lot of people from GNOME, they were interested in Akira. Everyone told me had had the same feedback. This is a tool that we need, and this is a tool that if it runs smoothly on pretty much any desktop environment or Linux distribution will improve the life of linux users and designers will help designers move away from proprietary software and use mm-hmm. linux forever so it doesn't matter if an actual massive foundation like mozilla backs the project or stuff like that it's a tool that will happen because it needs to happen it's it's something that we're missing and it will happen sooner or later if it doesn't happen now it will happen tomorrow in a year or two it doesn't matter it will happen
1: okay. <laughs> but this is great news because it, it sounds like you will be moving for into an environment that's a lot more conducive to the success of the project so yeah. i don't know how f- i haven't checked kickstarter lately mm-hmm. but at this point in time I, i'm pretty sure we're at halfway there at least not yet, almost. Okay, well, after this episode, yeah. I'm sure it will be. But, I would uh, say a
0: third, a third, almost a third there with 20-ish day to, days to go.
1: So it's the last stretch here to get, the, mm-hmm. to get it funded. And I think it will be a, a success, especially given uh, the news of uh, what type of environment <laughs> you are going yeah. to be in to make this a reality. And I think uh, timing couldn't have been per- more perfect for you, mm-hmm. uh, given that you, you're here in Vancouver and we happen to have Mozilla here yeah. and uh, there's enough of a tech hub around some of the open source efforts to, to help you out. So, uh, yeah, very very positive news and obviously you have to keep the Mozilla uh, news under under your hat for a while. Yeah. But <laughs> now bad. we're selling the beans, it's close yeah, enough it's okay. and I, I, think, I think the buzz will help both both organizations right so, yeah i yeah.
0: really hope so yeah no it's uh it's exciting and
1: um and what can people expect when they back the project you have a, a specific cool bundles i know i just received a very awesome sticker yeah <laughs> which is uh you know I, I really appreciate getting a sticker in the early uh yeah early uh round of of, of this company and this project uh, getting started so mm-hmm. so thank you very much for oh, the sticker no <laughs> I, it's on my laptop already couldn't wait to put it on there and support so what what can people expect we have shirts what else do you have uh <laughs> yes
0: we're the usual things like when right. you when you back a, when you back a project and kickstart it depending on how much you pledge you can get stickers and t-shirts and postcards and whatsoever uh, the interesting part are related to like the higher pledges of course mm-hmm. uh, one of the main thing that it's going to happen in the future but if you pledge enough you're gonna get like a sneak peek and you're gonna help us define it is creating a dedicated cloud client for your design something that we it doesn't exist on linux right now if you work on mac os or windows and you work on Figma or Sketch, you have the cloud almost fully integrated inside that application. So you do a design with a click, you publish it on the cloud, you have a unique URL, you share it with your clients, and you have a sort of like visual collaboration with your clients that can review it. So no more shipping file or which file which file did I send via email right. <laughs> or it's revision twenty five or revision twenty six. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So we're we're gonna build a really simple. Node.js app that you can install on your own server, and we're gonna build a plugin extension for OpenCloud or NextCloud that you can use it if you already have that type of cloud of infrastructure and software running on your server, or we're gonna end, without or end, we're gonna have um, a subscription-based model for the cloud that we're gonna manage. We're not going to store it on Amazon. We're not going to store it on Google Cloud Platform. We're going to have a private VPS provider. It's going to be all encrypted. But if you want, if you don't have the technical knowledge to install those things by yourself, you can pay like a really small amount of money and you have your own private cloud on a VPS that we manage for you. And we won't have access to your design files and you can cancel and destroy it, whatever you want. But that's the next thing is giving users all the tools and the entire workflow that it's missing in Linux in order to have a proper uh, productive conversation with a client. That's, that's what's missing mostly.
1: That sounds like something that we would use here. So I'm going to be looking at getting involved that way immediately. I already pledged personally, but I think from (laughs) a corporate perspective, I think uh, we were very interested in that because we do have a people that do the design side of things. And, uh, The sooner we can get them uh, onto, uh, you know, away from Sketch and uh, onto Akira, the better. So we're definitely going to be uh, doing that as soon as possible. Um, In terms of more of the business side of of the project, how uh, have you, I think you've already tried to answer or did answer this when you had your first live stream about this maybe two weeks ago or Mm -hmm. something like this. Um, what are the income sources and the support packages and when the project is successful what's the you know, year to year, month to month type of uh, uh, flow for budget and, and how is that going to be Uh, structured if you've given any thought to that yet
0: yeah um we're we're thinking like right now we're fully focused on having this campaign succeed of course (laughs) but we have some thoughts in the background even like we have a plan b if the campaign fails Mm -hmm. but hopefully not uh but mostly we're gonna follow the um the model of krita and blender which is Pretty successful, Mm -hmm. I would say, uh, which is basically offering, uh, we're going to have a Patreon account where everyone can pledge and can support the project. But we're going to offer dedicated um, uh, educational videos and um, classes for designers, just specifically for Linux that you can pay, you can buy, and you can have like private tutoring, all this kind of stuff plus the cloud subscription-based model for like you own your own cloud and you can store your design files, share it and all this, um, these extra features. And um, the next level would be to create a foundation in order to be supported by the big open source foundations out there. Because if we can prove that the Linux... Word wants a tool like this and users want this type of tool and they're willing to pay and we can release a keycast first version or version 2 or version 2.5, whatever, and show that this is going to be the standard in designing user interfaces on Linux, it's going to be really easy to get the support from other bigger corporations or bigger foundations, not corporations, so... Uh, that's the sort of like foggy plan for the future. Right now, we are four people willing to code at night and deliver uh, KeyCast software. So that's that's the main goal. But yeah, and we're all working full time, so our uh, we're not worried about running out of out of money and not developing the project anymore. We we can do it uh, for many years to
1: come. So. Right. Well, I can't wait to see. Uh, the next phase, when uh, you can actually hire more people and uh, and and do uh, the next version, the uh, version one or mm-hmm. 1.5 or two, yeah. and uh, and I can't wait to install this and 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 use it with our with our clients yeah. because uh, here uh, we all use Linux day to day, and uh, we're proud to be able to support open platforms and uh, support freedom and data sovereignty and all those greater things that will help society. So it's nice that in today's um, environment it's possible to run businesses without being fully tethered to uh, one centralized uh, vendor of some sort. So we still have ways to go in certain areas mm-hmm. and uh, looking at uh, Sketch, it's a very important part of that ecosystem of what, what happens when we, when we develop information systems and software. Yeah, so.
0: exactly. And, and touch basing uh, just a second about that. There are a lot of users that uh, asked why we need this, why uh, or simply like not even asking like, no, we don't need this. We don't need Akira. We have GIMP and we have Inkscape. And my answer, it's usually if Photoshop was the perfect design tool, we would have never had Sketch or even Adobe itself would have mm-hmm. never built Adobe XD, it's not because Adobe is trying to compete with itself, it's trying to compete with Photoshop. It's just different tools for different workflows for different objectives. Photoshop is amazing for photo retouching, but kind of terrible for web design. Yeah. Because it wasn't thought for that, and it's the same problem with GIMP and Inkscape and Krita. Those tools weren't taught for web design, were taught for other different
1: objectives. So. I certainly hope that in Vancouver, because you are here that all the design places that we see around town, we will visit them bit by bit together and hand out flyers and get them all switched. So you got to have the local talent supporting this. So I can't wait until there is really no reason to, to go with something in terms of integrations with existing software. um, You, we were talking before when you visited about SVG formats and other things and maybe touch base on how, Uh, what kind of migration path you will support for moving away from Sketch and other tools Mm -hmm. in terms of the formats that are supported and what that story is like for people moving to a more responsible way of working.
0: Yes, absolutely. So we are building our entire Canvas library as an open source um, sub-project of Akira, and the entire library will be just managing SVG, and we're going to respect the standard SVG conventions from the W3C. Um, super open format, so basically already all the tools that you use, all the design tools that are capable of exporting or saving your files in standard SVG, you'll be able to import it inside Akira, and it's not going to be a problem. Uh, Sketch is going to be a little bit complicated because Sketch, they use their own custom format, but they have an SVG Uh, version of your design saved inside, but there are things that they do like the radial gradients or something more complicated that are not SVG standards, so they have their own custom code. We're going to try to create a parser or a converter in order for you to import those designs. And something like it happens with Inkscape. Uh, If you open uh, an Illustrator file in Inkscape, it kind of works. It's 90% of the time you get all your design. The problem is that also Adobe with Illustrator, they have their own proprietary file format. So, Inkscape, the developers can do as much as they can, but without having full compatibility. But that's our goal, absolutely. Um, the main goal is to import the files, not to export for Sketch or not to export for Adobe XD. Of course. That's something that it's going to happen in the future. We're going to open, we're going to expose API, we're going to create a lot of abstractions to allow users to create plugins and we were discussing the other day together Mm -hmm. how to make it sort of like language agnostic so Mm -hmm. everyone can build their own plugin in their own coding language and we can integrate it. Um, But when I say we don't want to support exporting for these proprietary formats, a lot of people they are they're upset about it, mm-hmm. but that's not the point of Akira. Akira, it's, it, it's a statement of you should, if you want to use Linux, you can, and you don't have to use another operating system, another software. You can do everything on Linux. That's why also we are implementing, since day one, a lot of extra things, extra features that are not available right now in any design software, like built-in version control. As a developer, I love version control. Everyone uses Git because every time you mess things up, you can revert back and get your history and you know everything that you want. But in design, no, if you override a design file and you close the software, there you go. You lost. Well, I don't know how many hours or days of work. I don't know how many times it happened. And uh, integrity built-in version control inside Akira save file format allows us to basically have almost infinite undos. Even if you close the software, you reopen the file, you can undo because it's all in that Git local folder inside your saved file, and you can go through history you can save uh, sort of like snapshots of your design and then continue iterating but if you're not satisfied after a week you can go back to the snapshot and revert back your design all things that they're perfect for improving your workflow Mm -hmm. which we don't have right now and that would be amazing and my question is like why we don't have these things right now
1: yeah, it's it's amazing that you know this is one thing I forgot that you're putting in, but as a as a huge you know uh, Git proponent uh, in, out there, it warms my heart to hear that it's baked into the 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 safe format yeah. for the files, so that you can. Move these around and uh, take advantage of all the different constructs that you have with the undo history. And you know, mm-hmm. I can just my mind is going in terms of what the branching and other possibilities will do. Yeah, because as you keep evolving your uh, your your design, you can branch it off into if we go with a blue theme or this, exactly. or we have rounded corners versus sharp corners, and all these things can be thought of as branches of thought and literally be branches yeah. inside the git we... history.
0: We prototype it the other day and it works, <laughs> which I'm really excited again. Wait, it's not it's not usable, but it works. It's basically literally like the dot akira save file. It's a, a, a tarball where you open it and inside there's an SVG where it's your canvas and a dot get hidden repository local repository. Every time you save or you move an object or you change something, it creates a new commit, 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 commit. commit because all the SVG is just XML code exactly. that's so light; it doesn't add any weight to your to your file. And then, when you want to create a snapshot, you create another branch. Yeah. And then, in the future, if you have your cloud platform, you commit your local Git to the cloud, so you have your version control in the cloud. Yeah, you kind gonna... of just pushing it up, really. Yeah, it's like a remote. And <laughs> if you want to share your design file to another uh, designer with Akira, they can have. Your entire design history and design versions and different iterations, if you want, or you That's can amazing. also delete those if you want. Yeah,
1: sometimes people keep private branches where they're working and on the publish. Yeah, know, exactly. Public ones, and but you know, even having co- uh, coordinating work on the same file has possibilities because you, you're you're working off of this well-structured history now, and you look at uh, CRDTs. And you know the way that uh, a Google Doc can be edited by multiple people at the same time. Yes. You start to bring in those patterns to really collaborate, uh, especially across remote teams now. Mm-hmm. So you know Akira is really opening the doors to mm-hmm. quite a few uh, possibilities, uh, well outside of just getting this tool onto Linux. Yeah. I think it's opening up quite a bit of improvement, even on the proprietary software that's out there
0: oh yeah i i hope so and it's not it's not about um oh we have a new tool where we can rotate a square like that's not the goal of akira you can do that in whatever software you want the goal of akira is implementing these all these features and all these extra workflow things that are not currently available and they're so helpful then and it's absurd and no one has implemented them yet and we want to do this and also offer, like, a more streamlined interface and solve a lot of problems. We were trying to prototype the other way um, online collaboration, like opening a Kira, an, an SVG file online, and two or three uh, designers at the same time moving things. And it was working because there are libraries that already do it, but the Git history was getting super messed up. Oh, <laughs> it was <okay>. like <laughs> kind of So we were trying to figure out, how do we want to do it? Do we want to have like a dedicated Git history and then everyone saves their own history locally. So yeah. we have a backup in case of like mm-hmm. someone closed the browser and suddenly mm-hmm. doing an action, this kind of thing. And yeah, no, it's so many opportunities. That's that's also uh, why we decided to go with Vala, mm-hmm. which a lot of users were outraged about Vala. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, um, because Vala is a really simple language. It's like, compiles natively in C, so it can run, your application can run anywhere, there's Mm -hmm. no limitation in that, but it's so easy to read and easy to learn, it's not verbose, it's so streamlined, and it's really accessible to anyone. I I was a PHP developer, I was a front-end and back-end developer, never coding in Python, never coding in C, never coding in Qt, I, I tried to learn Qt and C++ for more than a year, I couldn't remember a thing. I got into Vala and after two months, I released my first Linux application. That it was garbage, it was written really poorly, but I I was able to understand Vala. It was really, it's an accessible language that everyone can pick up. And instead of, we can literally, we have a working canvas, which has a total of 500 lines of code, while the canvas of Inkscape, is probably twenty thousand lines of code in C plus plus, and it's split in fifty five different files. And it's it's like try to tweak something there. Just good luck. So it's yeah, it's approachable and easier for anyone to contribute to.
1: That's excellent. So we're always looking for better ways to develop software and, and have ex- that type of accessibility to the Linux platform. So. Giving this project breathes more life also into Vala, mm-hmm. and in so doing, opens a lot of doors for a lot of people, right? I myself too, I, I love development and tried some Qt stuff, I got some stuff going, but I can see you know the average person that wants to start to contribute, they need something that's a lot more approachable, yeah. And uh, while we have certain things in Python and other nice languages they sometimes don't have those integration points. And I mm-hmm. think that's one of the things that Vala does give you.
0: Yeah, the Vala bindings are mm-hmm. like native bindings for the G settings and all the libraries. Like there's not a single library that it's missing in, in Vala. And it's it's developed and maintained, actively maintained by the GNOME Foundation. The GNOME developers uh, that they maintain and develop GTK toolkit. So Vala and GTK are basically, it's a match made in heaven. It's just so easy no technical limitations, no hiccups, nothing.
1: Well, it sounds like there's an opportunity to do all sorts of other bindings. And uh, I'm yeah. really a big fan of very good workflows on the programming side. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping companies like JetBrains start to look and, oh, get, yeah. and get you know plugins going. Uh, certainly there was an effort before. But I think with uh, this new breath of life into this entire ecosystem, mm-hmm. it's going to really turn things around again. So um I'm I'm really looking forward to that because uh when when we can get the really good proprietary players that develop for the Linux platform yeah. as well um then then we see a lot more economic opportunity on Linux platform and that will feed Akira and many other projects yeah, and really exactly. start to free up a lot of our uh a lot of our society from, <laughs> yeah, from where we have really limited choices these days yeah
0: it seems like we're doing this like humanitarian thing and it's so yeah. cool i want to just like have my feet on the ground like i, I just want a good design tool yeah, but, yeah it's crazy I but, but oh, it's good yeah. if you can yeah. do
1: all those things while having you know the altruistic things and, and yeah, yeah, be no, a responsible citizen that's a total huge plus and benefit for everyone and mm-hmm. so uh, i think the, the world as the world improves you know they'll need these kinds of outlets to yeah. to do things responsibly and having open standards the fact that the format for saving files in akira bridges all these gaps to open standards much better um mm-hmm. also redefining you know what you just mentioned about redefining how you collaborate uh is is a huge win for for a lot of organizations yeah. especially as people are going remote like i said that's that's going to be huge, yeah. not sending files uh, across email and wondering what version yeah. they are at. This is amazing.
0: Or even if you send a file and you have the same file mm-hmm. and you want to overwrite it, it's no problem. Just right? merge it, a new branch it saves, so you have your file and the one that
1: yeah. your mm-hmm. client sent you with all those weird edits that they did. You don't lose your work. Yeah, big proponents of open source, like GitHub, for example, can you know interpret these and give a visual representation, exactly. add sliders to where you want to be in the history to show and render those SVGs on. In the you know the possibilities are endless. So yeah. as as these open standards really open the doors, the people that are that are seeing mm-hmm. this, I think, will start to see from all all angles really jump in yeah. and, and take advantage of just how much you've unlocked for them. So this is awesome stuff. I, yeah. I can't wait to see. Me too. <laughs> uh, I can't wait <laughs> so to see excited. that start. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to install this on my system. And what can people do for... Um, for experimenting, experimenting with it, seeing where the development is. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they can keep track on Kickstarter for now to where the where the project is yeah. in terms of funding. But in terms of the really curious people that want to either look at the product or mm-hmm. look at some code, do you have some scheduled uh, screencasts yes. that you're gonna do and screen shares and and some code for people to look at and. Yes, Data builds or absolutely. Alpha builds. Oh, yeah, so many <laughs> things
0: actually. Uh, let me see if I can remember everything. Uh, because while I'm pretending to manage this Kickstarter campaign, I'm poorly managing this Kickstarter campaign. The other three developers that work with me, they're building some amazing things and are like going forwards, leaps and bounds. Um, so first there's the Akira GitHub repository where it's like it's the main core everything is there and I'm building the wiki page with every single section to showcase how the application will work so you can get an idea of the final product before having the final product mm-hmm. I'm creating some animated prototypes with like just animated gifs where you can check how the application will interact uh there's the dev branch in the Akira GitHub repository that you can Um, compile in your operating system, it's it's really easy. And um, you can test a lot of sections, especially the adaptable interface and the layers panel, which was really hard to make, but it was one of the main purpose. Every time you generate a shape or an object in your canvas should have a dedicated layer that you can interact with and you don't have to just click and move around just to grab the, the, the specific layer. And then there are two projects that we're developing in parallel, two different canvas libraries. One is a libgtk canvas. The other one is goo canvas, which they're using two different libraries to do the same thing. And we're experimenting because we still don't know which one is better. Both of those libraries, they, can, they have native support for SVG and they can render SVG and they can export SVG. Uh, next week, we're going to publish... Uh, one flat pack testing canvas that you can install via FlatHub and it's literally like a example canvas where you can import SVG really complex SVGs and um, file 3 view is going to open you can explode the SVG and see every single detail of the SVG and you can add shapes and create and rotate things so we are releasing a working prototype of the canvas how uh, we want to show how Fast is our canvas in handling complex SVGs compared to Inkscape or GIMP or even the SVG integration that Krita released recently. And that canvas, we want to release it as a standalone library that everyone can incorporate in their own product. So if in a year or two, someone said, no, Akira is garbage, I want to do a better interface, you can do it. You can use our library to do it. So better, everyone wins because we're going to implement that. And...
1: um, It might be just to support another workflow. So there might be um, uh, something like Akira, but for a specific workflow for another part of the industry. Yeah, for CAD or printing or whatever. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: everything. We want to give easier access to the new technologies that we're developing. New, quote unquote, because we're not making anything new. We're just like approaching the problems from a different perspective and finding better solutions with the technology that we currently have. And um, in a couple of weeks, I should be able to release a really simple alpha version that can you can generate regular shapes like a rectangle and a circle and a triangle and then save a file. And we are gonna have a first glimpse of the version control because we wanna test that as soon as possible. Because especially the, the file format, we need to make it solid from day one. We don't want to have to refactor the entire file format two versions down the line or three versions down the line and then create a parser in order to allow users to import old files into the new versions. Or you know how it happens. You open a file oh, yes. in Photoshop <laughs> 21 and, oh, this file is from Photoshop 20. is not comp- com- compatible. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's my file <laughs> come on
1: well we can talk about that offline we're we're experts in versioning here so <laughs> yeah, yeah we can help so out with that. yeah <laughs>
0: we, we will try to release an alpha version even before the end of the campaign so people can can actually test it and and, and experiment with that so yeah a lot of things we're we're working a lot behind the curtains and um, it's amazing because since we started the campaign we had a lot of different ideas of how to do things and that's the beauty of open source we were saying okay we're gonna do the file format in json so we can have version control and then a user said but why don't you have a simple svg and then i hit the git repository and then you zip everything and that's your file format shit that's smart (laughs) Uh, we wanted to make the canvas with a specific library and then um, a mexican developer said oh i actually build built an SVG parser that it's using a lot of tools, it's open source, you can integrate it. So we have a native SVG rendering coded by this guy that no one is using because no one took the time to implement it. It's really fast. It's just amazing. So just already releasing our intentions, we got so many good feedbacks to improve What we didn't build yet.
1: (laughs) So so much out there in the world. So by going public like this, you invite all this awesome feedback from. uh, No one has the time to really go and scour um, the internet for where those projects could be, and it's really those human connections that will give you that recommendation and say, "Hey, use this." And you have experts in different areas chiming in. So it's amazing the progress so far. Yeah, um, getting the you know the buzz about this project and uh all the contributions coming in and Mm -hmm. support so uh let's get this last two-thirds done in the last uh (laughs) in the last month here and uh, we got a lot of time it's a month is a long time on kickstarter yeah and uh, I'm, i'm looking forward to the success this was awesome
0: uh people don't believe that i pay taxes that's the first question (laughs) because i put in the kickstarter campaign i put a breakdown of how we're gonna use the money and the majority of those money like 30 something thousand dollars now i don't remember the exact amount but uh i'm gonna use those to pay the developers that they work on the project and that's uh, an important thing it's other three developers other than me will be working on Akira full-time so eight hours per day five days a week for three months and I need to pay them in order to be competitive so they don't have to go around and find another job and they can just focus on Akira 100% because it's an important it's it's a complicated tool that needs a full-time attention you cannot code it a couple of hours per night or during the weekend. It will never, He will happen in two years if we do keep doing this. Um, So that's the main, like the the majority of that amount is to pay those developers to, don't worry, you got your monthly paychecks, you just code Akira and we're fine. Um, The rest of the money, 10,000 will be allocated in buying hardware, which is another uh, really big question that a lot of users ask, like, oh, you already have a laptop, why you need to buy hardware? Because how many times you wrote a bug report on an open source application and the answer was, I'm sorry, I don't have your hardware, I cannot test it, it works on my machine. Or I don't have that Wacom tablet display 4K, my icons look fine. So $10,000 is literally to buy Three laptops for the three developers with a 4K resolution because 4K on Linux it's terrible. So and professional designers they use high DPI monitors. They don't use 10 1080p. That's not the industry where it is right now. And I'm sorry, Linux is behind from the point of view. And and buy also graphic tablets because designers And it's going to be shocking for someone, but designers, even to do vector graphic, they use graphic tablets with uh, pen display tablets. And I know that a lot of Linux users were like, oh, this is preposterous, this is stupid, no one uses you don't have to paint you don't have to use a graphic tablet yes they do that's what <laughs> happens in the industry standard if you go to sachi and sachi or coca cola or another big industry and there's the design team everyone has a graphic tablet i'm sorry that's that's how it, that's what they use so that amount is to cover the hardware and try to avoid and also buy old hardware we want to buy like a 10 years old ThinkPad laptop that costs $100 or $200 just because we want to be sure that Acura can run on that type of hardware, on 4 gigs of RAM or um, 500 gigabytes of RPM, like hard drive really old and slow. We want to be sure to do that. And I cannot pretend or ask those developers, okay, I'm paying you this this amount for you to leave and pay your rent but then buy the hardware to test it. No, I like the company or the foundation should provide that hardware for their developers. And uh, other $10,000 are to cover my expenses for three months if I wanna do that, if I don't wanna uh, stop sleeping and work overnight. And then people were really surprised about the $18,000 in taxes that I was going to pay. And that I want to explain that that a lot of people they don't understand. Like first I talked with an accountant and she told me to, it doesn't matter how much you spend for all the money of the sixty that you're gonna get, put aside 30%. Because that's the maximum that the CRA will ask you to pay in taxes. Then from that 30% you can remove the money that you spend to pay developers, the money that you spend to buy hardware, you have all those business expenses. So you will not end up giving all that money, all the full amount in taxes, but that that's it, for security. Like yeah, it's better to have it.
1: Better, better to exactly. expect the worst, hope for the best. Exactly,
0: <laughs> And that amount, if, well, most likely I will not end up paying the entire amount in taxes, will be funneled back inside Akira, so I can pay an extra amount those developers or create bounty source so we have bug reports okay if a developer can fix this bug he's going to get 500 dollars. Uh, give money to the gnome foundation or give money to Creda, or support inkscape and gimp like i'm not trying to get rich or go on vacation or use the money and pretend yes i'm going to pay taxes no that's not my goal it's that's why I wanted to be as thorough as possible in the explanation. And my wife told me you shouldn't do that because the more detailed you are, the more questions you will get. And that was true. She was right, as usual. <laughs> I got questioned a lot about why you're spending these twenty-five cents on this section. Uh, but I wanted to be honest. I wanted to be open source, even in the expenses and how I'm gonna be using the money. So
1: transparency is very important. So absolutely. That's the- sounds like it's the work that had to be done to get the message out as to exactly what the blueprint is Mm -hmm. and uh, what your plan is for execution and where the money's going so i haven't seen any uh superior kickstarter you know uh, funded project a lot of times those 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 things are not communicated, and people still fund them. Yeah. So it's interesting that you get so much scrutiny. Maybe uh, you know, Limits, for better or like worse. <laughs> maybe I don't know, but I think it's uh, I think it's wonderful. The transparency is really good. Um, the roadmap is clear. Mm-hmm. the The end goal is in- incredible for what it's going to do for the for the industry for for people all, all around the globe especially the fact that you you're paying attention to those things and buying the old think pad and making sure that people in um, uh, not as privileged part of the world yeah can can use this to succeed in the world and um, if anyone is giving money to charity they should probably consider giving money to this because it will oh, impact no. <laughs> quite a lot of lives no oh, it's true i mean you connect the dots and yeah, the that... fact that someone in the in a worse economic situation all of a sudden has the ability to be able to show competency in what we in the West have as industry standard for Mm -hmm. for graphic design is worth, uh, you know, that's a priceless thing to give. And so when people donate to this project, they're donating to the betterment of the world in my eyes. Wow! <laughs> Thank you. You're being, way, you're being way too humble. You need yeah. me to sell your stuff. Okay. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: not good at this. I don't. Was... <laughs> and um, yeah, no. And a lot of people like it's. It's always. I think you you didn't want to touch base on this, but I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about if if the project fails, if the Kickstarter campaign fails, it's better not to jinx it. But if it fails, what's gonna happen? We have a uh, plan B, absolutely. It's not that the, the Akira will not die. Akira will happen. It won't happen in two months, three months. It will happen in a year. And we will have, we're thinking or opening a Patreon, another Kickstarter campaign of half of the amount. I won't be paying myself. We won't buy hardware. We will just cover the expenses of those developers, uh, having Patreon or keep, Doing what we were doing for the past month, like working part time overnight and developing it and releasing features, like slower than what we were, um, what we wanted to do, like how we wanted to do. But it's it's a reassurance for everyone. First, Akira will happen no matter what because I need it. it it's for me first and foremost. I don't want to buy another MacBook. I'm tired of using Sketch. I, I, have to, I have a Linux computer. I want to use my Linux computer full time. And I don't have to, oh no, now I have to do the design. Okay, let's open a MacBook. It's like, it's so annoying. I don't want to do that anymore. Uh, so I want that software for myself. I need it. And um, also what's happening right now, it's sort of like a statement in the Linux community. Uh, we don't want any more, we don't want to be content anymore with what we have. We we don't want to say okay yes Gimp it's a good tool but it doesn't do all the things that I want I wish I could do something like that but it's okay it's fine no we're not it's not fine anymore let's let's change this let's, let's stop it let's be first and first Linux users and who cares about Windows who cares about macOS the same way the macOS and Windows developers are saying and acting in compared to Linux like. Who cares about Linux or Adobe on Linux? Who cares about Sketch on Linux? Okay, who cares about Akira on Windows? Akira will be on Linux to help Linux users and to improve the life of Linux users and to convince Windows and macOS users to switch to Linux. That's, that's the thing. So it's, this campaign is just to show that these type of tools can happen on Linux the here of the Linux desktop will never happen if we don't have like professional tools that, that can compete with proprietary tools. It's not about a prettier desktop environment or a better icons or a smoother interface of your favorite Ubuntu spin. Mm-hmm. It's about the tool. Like you want to spend 20 hours in tweaking your UI or you want to get down to work. Yeah. Because on macOS you cannot tweak the UI, but it's the most used over in system in the design industry why because as tools because as applications there are professionals and they recognize a standard and we want to do the same on linux so whatever like if you don't believe in the project don't care we will keep going forward and we'll just like headbutt everyone yeah. <laughs>
1: That's well it. i need it and uh what you're you're probably echoing a huge number of people out in the world and uh getting this message is very important. Maybe there will be a, a large amount of people that listen to this interview, and uh, I hope that, so. <laughs> and uh, they will they will go and uh, follow the links and uh, and support the project in you know one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, ho- hopefully, in the West, uh, through especially throughout Europe and, and North America. Where the money does make a difference, Mm -hmm. those those projects uh, those people will support projects like this, and support your project instead of you know uh, buying an extra beer. They'll uh, you know they'll do this instead, Mm -hmm. and uh, instead of uh, instead of buying uh, their Linux friend a birthday gift for twenty dollars that they're (laughs) not going to really appreciate. They'll they'll show a donation to oh, to wow. the Kickstarter, uh, because they know their friend is uh, on Linux. So yeah. if you have Linux friends that are have birthdays coming up, I'm sure a donation in the name of the Akira project will be greatly appreciated. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Yeah, <laughs> best birthday present ever. Yeah, exactly. that's what I would like to get. So if someone wants to give me a really birthday uh, mm-hmm. present, they can yeah. uh, they, they can contribute to Akira and mm-hmm. show me the receipt, and I'll like. Sing their phrases i 'll be yeah. super happy they won 't have to buy me a birthday gift in That's December fair. so yeah <laughs> any other ideas for people to contribute and um,
0: um, yeah, a lot of because talking about privileges uh Kickstarter only accepts credit card, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of followers from uh, Southeast Asia or the Middle East that they don't have those payment methods available, mm-hmm. so they are contributing through. Uh, my personal PayPal or my personal Patreon. Mm-hmm. And I will open a PayPal and Patreon for that, just for Akira, so they, they can contribute to that. But the, the main thing is just sharing the news. And I reached out to a lot of media outlets, and I would say 5% of them get back to me. And you were one of the few that like directly contacted me without like I didn't even know you existed here, Mikewer. So I'm so sorry about that. But everyone will know. Yeah, now everyone will know. But yeah, yeah, I I was really I was really weirded out by the 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 strange response of like the big media outlets about Linux not really covering this, and I don't want to. Say names, and I don't want to say anything. But you, you know, like if you search around Akira, just really few, few, few outlets covered this project that a lot of users consider like a great thing. And even Ubuntu made a blog post specifically to how to build a Snap package of right. Akira I saw on that. their blog post. And yeah. they're not like supporting Akira or like they're not asking people to pledge and they specify it in the blog post, but at least they're talking about that specific tool because it's a tool that it's important, something that even Ubuntu recognized the importance of a tool like Akira and why the rest of these media outlets that they talk about Linux or 20,000 different Linux distributions, they don't care. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Especially
1: if people have like a partner's, page or projects they support mm-hmm. you know they should have a, a logo for akira and a link that says oh, wow. friends of uh, this is what we're doing uh, with uh, advanced tech media yeah. friends of ours get the get the link and the description and uh, we're very proud and happy to do that for uh, really the core of these types of projects that bring the world forward so i'm hoping that more people will do the same yeah. get the word out and change the world for the better it, yeah. takes, it takes everyone to do so and so oh, yeah. and people that go ahead and give those avenues by you know using their experience and their profession mm-hmm. to find uh, a channel for that effort is really good to see and so on many aspects this is uh fantastic so yeah it is what else can we say um one final question to close out the show um uh, I'm kind of quiet because you guys have been roughing on things. Sorry, I get, ex- <laughs> I get excited about Sorry. this stuff. Sorry. <laughs> okay, it's good. Yeah. It's, good. it's usually Alex doing most of the interviews these days, so this is my chance. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> so one final question to close out the show. If you are, is there anything you're specifically asking from? How can people help if they can't contribute financially? We talked a little bit about this. but Is there anything that you're specifically lo- looking for? Could people reach out to you? How can they get in touch with you? Mm-hmm. And what are some of those things? Uh, they can they can find me online pretty much everywhere. <laughs> like I'm, uh, I don't have a life, so I just uh, always online. But uh, I'm on YouTube and I'm on Twitter and Facebook. It's Just like my name is everywhere, so they can easily reach reach out if they have questions and anything to help the campaign. Then if they don't have the the, the economical um, if they cannot pledge money, definitely sharing and kind of like, I don't know if you want to cut it out, but mm-hmm. harassing people to <laughs> convince uh, well, them to
1: talk about Akira. Well, we'll, keep, we'll keep it in. We'll keep it we, in. Yeah, you know, it's, Harass people. We have, to, uh, yeah, uh, we have very few people yeah. compared to the proprietary thing, so, you know, we can kind of, uh, yeah, be a little bit louder. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Be, be
0: louder, be, be intrusive, and <laughs> just force people to talk about Akira. And since it's open source, one thing that started happening, and a lot of users were doing some bug reports on GitHub, not about bugs, but about features that it are important for to them in order, like, I have a, I had a couple of bug reports about, I'm on Sketch, I use um, Mac OS, I'm on Sketch, this is a feature that if you can integrate in Akira, I could definitely just switch and I will pledge the, the, the to the project, so just let us know what's important for you, because yes, I've been in this design world for 10 years and plus, but I, I'm just a user, I'm just one, and Akira is coming from my personal experience and it's reflecting of my voice. But Akira has, is an open source tool, is a tool for everyone. So if a designer has something that really really wants in this tool, just let us know. so we can integrate it. and if, if, especially if it's something really complicated because it's, it's hard to refactor, it's easier to build a basic architecture that it's extendable and can accept and can implement. All these extra things that are segregated to the proprietary (laughs) ward.